Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Welcome to Episode 17 of the Bible Unmasked. We're so glad you're joining us here again today. And we, my name is Elizabeth. Dexter. Yes. And so, Dexter, we have a wonderful guest with us here today, Norma Sinclair. Welcome. Thank you. We are so glad you could join with us today. So, Dexter, we you have chosen the book of Amos here today is what we're going to be studying. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about the book. And um, your theme is standing up for the oppressed is walking in righteousness. And so tell us a little bit about that theme and um, why you got Norma in with us here today. Great. So Amos is a big social justice um, minor prophet. Um, He railed against the injustices in Israel, usually God sent the, the bigger, the biggest prophets always preached um, in Israel, um, where there was more atrocities. And um, so the theme reflects Amos' deep passion. And um, I, so I, I asked I asked Mrs. Sinclair to join us because uh, some of the leaders at the church shared with me about her, her her passion for justice and i will be learning right along with you guys about the genesis the origin where did she stumble upon that fight for the oppressed the maimed and the marginalized so no I'm, I'm excited for you to share your journey your story as we talk through some principles from the book of amos and we make it relevant to our journey today Okay, excellent. Well, let's begin here with a word of prayer and we'll get into the scriptures. Father in heaven, we thank you so much again that we can gather together, that we can open your word, that we can read, and that we can glean tips from it for our life. And um, we can just discuss and share. And we ask for your Holy Spirit now to be here with us um, to guide our thoughts and also our viewers that they would be um, inspired by your word. And we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let's go to Amos chapter 2, verse 6. This is what the Lord says. The people of Israel have sinned again and again, and I will not let them go unpunished. They sell honorable people for silver and poor people for a pair of sandals. Wow. Here we get uh, our tip is a person's intrinsic worth. So our question is, is there a connection between valuing people's intrinsic worth and not seeking to sell them short? Mm, Very good question. And, you know, I like the question because the question is trying to address why do we take advantage of the less fortunate? How are politicians able to get us to look down at some people, um, to denigrate them? And I think it has to do with, with their intrinsic worth. Norma, why don't you jump in if you if you have some insights on this question or what Amos' um, passion was for the 
dispossess. Yes, well, you know, I, 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 I certainly believe that there is definitely a connection uh, uh, between uh, valuing people's intrinsic worth and, and not seeking to sell them short. And um, I, I believe it's a, it's a problem that's been with us for a very, very long time. <laughs> on, uh, you know, it, uh, it's uh, been around since the days of the children of Israel, when, uh, when you know, uh, prophets like uh, Amos and Micah and all of those, uh, God sent them to say, you have got to stop mistreating your own people. You know, you have got to stop misusing and abusing people. It continues, it can, can continue throughout history. And we, we are still sort of ravaged with it today. I mean, um, some of the basic reasons why we had the civil rights movement and the women's suffrage movement and the movements to protect children from being uh, forced to work when they should be in school and you know uh, things like that. So, uh, so I, and that's all I think because uh, we have trouble, we are so flawed as people that we have trouble um, um, seeing other people as um, as uh, as the same as us, mm -hmm. you know, just valuing everyone and seeing that everyone, no matter where you're from or who you are, uh, where you're from or who you are, that you have an intrinsic worth. Wow! And 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 so just automatically we start selling people short. What helps you? Because you 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 have a and we'll like we'll unearth some more of that fire in your belly. Uh, later, but what helps you when you see people who are poor or destitute? You, I mean, you're a pretty successful person. Um, you know, you you have you have a graduate degree. Um, you're doing well in life. What helps you not look down on people um, or see them as less than? I, there's a quote that I love that says, "Not because you're better off, it means you're better than." I think that's a huge distinction. But what helps you, Norma Sinclair, to not um, see people as less than, even though financially or socioeconomically, they might be um, worse off than you might be? Well, you know, you know actually, I, I struggle with that myself, you know, because, uh, because like everybody else, I, I, I have to sort of remind myself that I am not better than. But, but uh, I think my own experience, you know, coming up as a poor kid, uh, uh, um, you know, we were all poor as dirt, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, coming up. And, and also to see the continual experience of, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the mom of, of, of a, a, a son of color and sort of all of the experience, the, 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 um, the sort of experiences that, 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 that he has uh you know have you know we all know what's been in the media uh uh lately but just over the years those those those, those kind those uh, seeing those kinds of things happening seeing uh you know uh how people are treated differently seeing in my own family my mom um as a little girl her mom her mom died when she was five years old wow. and and her dad um did uh, you know like many um, men of Caribbean descent? I should maybe I shouldn't say that, but certainly her dad. Let's put it this way: uh, thought that he really couldn't, didn't, could not raise a girl, and uh, and 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 looked to uh, someone else in the community, you know, that he thought would do a better job, and you know she she really didn't, uh, and she wasn't treated well because her mom was not there.
And so ju just just those um, having those seeing those things happening, seeing those uh, those kind of treatment uh, happening throughout my life and knowing about it, that's helped me better to understand that regardless of the degree I have or whatever, I am still, you know, no better than the guy next to me, quite frankly. Um, so that helps me to sort of understand, um, better understand from day to day like people's that. intrinsic work. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go on now to number two. And we're going to go to Amos 5, verse 15. Hate evil and love what is good. Turn your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God of heaven's armies will have mercy on the remnant of his people. So our tip here is hating evil while loving righteousness. And our question is, how could we become more passionate about hating evil and loving justice? Yeah, so I think that the, the question, Norma, is seeking to explore how do we become more justice-driven? Um, you, you and I were talking a bit earlier about your, your work with a group of churches that's come together to fight for causes. Um, our church traditionally stays on the sideline, which I, I honestly think is a gross evil and is a neglect of our duty as Christians. But we, that's our thing. We always stand on the sideline. For apartheid in South Africa, nobody heard about us. Even though, um, even though the first African National Congress president, his father was an Adventist, you know. But generally, we are always on the sidelines. Um, you, you're one of the team leaders now of of um, for our church with this group of churches fighting for justice. How do you how do you open people's eyes to seeing the need? that, hey, you need to get in. This is your Christian responsibility. Let me add one, one other thing. Uh, I'm sorry for rambling because this is, no, this is one of my big passions also. It, it um, yeah. Um, one of the, I think we have some theological issues. One of the theological issues we have is we think sin is only, uh, we think sin and immorality is only like sleeping around, smoking, clubbing. We don't understand that biblically, sin had to do with ignoring the plights of the widows and the orphans. Um, that's why Jesus could say, look, I, I, I was hungry. You didn't even, you didn't even, you know, um, you didn't feed me. I, I was thirsty, I was, I was lonely. You never comforted me. I was in prison, you, you ignored me. You'd never affirm my, my, my worth as a person. And so you, you, you don't think you can do that and still be part of, all right, I'm done now. Good, good. <laughs> Tell me how you how have you encouraged members to get involved? Uh, yes, certainly. So the organization you're referring to is uh, Bold Justice. It's a part of the Justice Ministry at Plantation. It's a countywide um, collaboration with 23 other churches, and um, and th this group seeks to uh, address community issues that we can't do individually. Um, uh, some of the, uh, I, I would tell, well, one thing that we've certainly done is, is, is that uh, we've done uh, 
is uh, worked with local authorities. In most cases, this happens in, this is related to working with local authorities, local officials, to get them to take action and to hold them accountable. Um, and uh, so the way that we get people, that, that I get, I try to, and honestly, it's, it's not an easy task <laughs> to get people to be passionate about becoming involved in, in, in uh, doing justice within the community. Um, and, and basically, uh, I, I think what, what, what um, we really should all be able to do that just by reading God's word and just by digging into God's word and realizing that God, that this is an important part of being Christian. But very often, uh, people become more passionate when they become, they, they understand uh, that uh, issues within their own family, among their own network, their experiences are, um, are that there, there are things that they can do about it. For example, um, if someone has uh, someone within their family who is uh, uh, maybe mentally ill, uh, there's a woman, uh, not at our church, but another, another church, whose son was, uh, became mentally ill. And a part, a manifestation of that is that he became he uh, became homeless, and she wasn't even aware of that. Wow. Uh, on on her own, she she was very fortunate. On her own, there was not much that she that that she didn't have the financial ability to be able to uh, to be able to help him. She needed the help of of the county of social services of a supportive kind of network. She was able to get that for her son. But at the same time, within the the um, the county, within Broward County, as you you probably know, there are tons of homeless people on the streets. Um, you know, begging for um, money, begging for whatever. Um, they many of them uh, are, are are mentally ill, and what happens is that the police very often will, uh, from time to time, will round them up. Um, take them to jail, <laughs> and after a few days, they're let out. They're not assisted in any way, and they're back on the streets, and it becomes a vicious uh, cycle. Um, well, Bull Justice was able to get the county commissioners um, to set aside uh, 1.5 million dollars to support um, uh, supported uh, permanent housing for the, uh, the mentally ill homeless in particular, but, but the homeless in general, because it, it's understood by, the, by social uh, workers that you cannot just place uh, someone with those kinds of challenges, find them housing. They need additional social services and additional support. So that's one of the things um, that, uh, that this organization was able to do. You know, you know, we're still continuing to work with that in order to get more funding uh, to, to uh, provide more housing. However, th this kind of uh, initiative was born out of uh, individuals within these churches having those kinds of experiences within their own family, within their own network, and agreeing that overall, after doing some additional research, real, real, realizing that this was, um, this is a, a, a serious challenge that needed to be resolved and could be resolved by the churches. So it comes out of our own experiences. That's how people become passionate about doing justice. Most of the times that is 
what uh, is, is the most effective way of helping people realize that this is really important. I, I like that. I like that. And what I'm getting from you is that the uh, passion for justice does not necessarily mean protesting on the street. Not necessarily. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, uh, making, being rude and obnoxious. A lot of times it's, it's, it's rallying people to talk to your legislature. Mm-hmm. 1.5 million, I know it's a drop in the bucket, but listen, right. it's, a, it's a much precious drop. Yeah. Somebody would be kept out of prison. Somebody would receive meds for um, their medical, I mean, their mental challenge because of that initiative. And, and I think people need to understand that. I remember working among the homeless in Oakland and sometimes getting people a monthly bus pass got them off the street and got them a job. Something simple as a it used to be twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. If we prove that they have a disability, twenty dollars. But but nobody cared enough to take the time to figure out what are the little things we could do to make a difference. So no, not to put you on the spot, but tell me about. Uh, you don't have to tell me the person name or anything, but tell me about um, a story with a member that you would have somewhat influenced, even if it's a little that made you hopeful you know um you know what this is not useless because like you said motivating people to get involved <laughs> lord have mercy so tell, tell me about somebody you may have nudged even a little and and they would have done something and it gave you hope okay well you know i'll tell you but we don't have a lot of young adults but I, i'll tell you uh, uh well actually i probably uh um, let's see. Um, I can come back to that question if you need to. Do you want me to come back? Um, no, that, that's fine. I mean, there. Uh, for example, um, one individual uh, uh, visited uh, visits her friend uh, in the nursing home quite frequently, and uh, she noticed that this uh, friend. Uh, really was not um, was was not getting the kind of supervision, the kind of care. You know, uh, sometimes they, you know, uh, you know, they would. Uh, she told me would uh, bring in the meals, but uh, but you know, the, she would be done with her visit, and the meal would be unfinished, and the per- someone else would just come in and just take the meal away. So you know, so even though the the, the nursing home resident did not eat anything. And so, you know, that bothered her, you know, so the treatment of nursing uh, home residents. And that was one of the things that stirred her to say, you know, you know, you know, I, I, I would like to be involved in something that would help, you know, people who are unable, less able to help themselves. And uh, so uh, that helped her to become involved, knowing that there are and, and, um, and as you know, a, a few years and now this happened. Yeah, before actually she got involved, but she remembered, I remind her of, of, of something that Bo Justice had done uh, maybe about a year prior. I don't know if you recall that we had a, a hurricane uh, here in Florida, but we have a lot of them, but one in which um, there was a power outage at some uh, nursing home facilities. Right. And yes, and the, the, the power, the um, AC power went down. And there were, you know, many people who were very, you know, seriously uh, impacted in nursing homes as a result of that, because there was there was no backup air conditioning system, there was no backup generators, 
And, and, and so this is one of the areas, again, that Bojust became involved in, in that they, we pushed the um, uh, state level officials to require uh, backup um, generators in all nursing homes uh, to avoid a situation where we have a power outage, where um, these folks have, have, have no AC, they end up in hospitals, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, because they, they're wow. frail and they're fragile. So just telling her about a situation where, um, where, where Bo Justice was able to make a difference, she's able to link that into her own experience and concern for her friend at a nursing home, uh, helped her to understand that this is something that she wanted to be involved in and needed to be involved in. Wow, Norma, I don't like putting people on the spot, but you do well on the spot, lady. I want you to know that. That's a powerful story. And it ties right back into what you shared earlier, that people get involved when there is when they have personal stake in it. Right. And, and I, I think if you look around at the injuries and the pains of your own family and friends, that should be an inspiration for you to understand a lot of other people have similar struggles. Get involved, you, you know, and by helping that family or friend and looking at what's the issues that's perpetuating this problem, it could help you um, to be a greater benefit to society at large. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's go on to number three now. And that's Amos 5, verse 24. Our question is, how do you show others and yourself where your interactions contribute to people's oppression? Wow. Wow. Liz, your, your version messed up my question. Oh. That, that's why I love I love the King sometimes, the King James. Okay. Because is this is Martin Luther King's verse. Oh. Right. In the um is it the I have a dream speech or what Yes, of, yes, right. I yes. I had no idea until, you know, until years later that that Martin Luther King was actually quoting the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Yes. What about this preacher? Yeah, let justice, the, the, so the version of the King James says, let justice roll down like a river and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Oh, okay. you know, and, and you could hear the burden on Amos' heart mm -hmm. as he looks at the plight of the oppressed. Like we read about selling the poor back in chapter two, it's also in chapter eight. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for, you know, people talk about doing my pleasure on my holy day about the Sabbath. Um, what Amos and Isaiah 58 was talking about is the same thing. A lot of the Israelites wanted the Sabbath to finish real quick, the sun to set real quick, mm -hmm. so they can take advantage of low-income people. Uh -huh. And God hated it. He hated the fact that the well-off mm -hmm. kept their status by riding on the backs of the, the marginalized. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, sorry, I'm strained. So the, talk about inaction, um, Norma. How do you, uh, it's kind of the same question you kind of just answered, but from a different standpoint, because I think what makes us comfortable sometimes is, you know, we're like, well, I'm not hurting anybody, but you're doing absolutely nothing. And a lot of times our doing nothing, it's in, in, in a sense, it's a form of oppressing. Because you're contributing, you know, like somebody says, injustice prevails when good people stand on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm babbling, Miss Norma. So tell, tell, give, give us your feedback before we wrap up. 
Yeah, I, I agree, and and, and uh, that in, in action can uh, is um uh, can just uh, really destroy. It's just as bad as uh as uh, just as bad as other things that you do to actually oppress people, um, and and that becomes immediately relevant um in a in a situation like um like I mean I'm going to go back to bold justice again, but um if the this organization depends a great deal on on people what we call people power on uh on bringing authorities in to what's called the nehemiah action this this the, the both justice is based on what nehemiah did when he returned uh to jerusalem to rebuild the wall and and the the officials uh, the the wealthier people were taking advantage of the, the poorer folks, and he stood up and said, wait a minute, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. You must, you, you've got to stop this. So he called them to task and held them accountable. So the, the same thing happens in, in Bull Justice, where the officials are called in for specific, issue, specific issues. Uh, once a year, the, 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 the most important event called the Nehemiah Action. And there, it is people power that makes a difference as to how these folks are going to respond. Um, so if we have a lot of people, all these eyes looking at this official and they're asked to do something, it's more likely they will do it than not. However, if we, if we don't have a lot of people based on inaction, folks saying, oh, somebody else will be there. You know, I don't, I, you know, I, I can't do this right now because, you know, because I have something else and I need to take care of while that other thing may be important, your absence, your inaction could be the difference between getting help for people who really need it or not getting wow. not getting that that help. Wow. So, wow. so I mean, that's an effect, you know, oppression as well, because you're not you're contributing to that oppression. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Martin Luther King. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before we before we um announce the next episode. Share with us how did you where does where did this whole passion for justice come from with you? What, what was uh, uh, an experience that really made you think? You know what? I need to help. I need to make a difference where I could. What was that for you? Well, you know, I I don't think it. I don't think I can point to one single event. You know, it really is sort of uh, um sort of uh, um the events happening, experiences happening over the years. Um, but, um, you know, I, 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 I get particularly concerned when I see young people's um, opportunities lost as a result of, um, of injustice and injustice taking place. Um, um, so you know, I, I and 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 that happened. I, I see that around a lot. I see that, as I said, for example, um, one night, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to share this. <laughs> I don't know, but let's put it this way: um, my my son and some of his friends were heading uh, heading home. Were, were, went to play basketball in their friend's neighborhood, and um, and I don't know. If this is a turning point, but it's just one of the things that got me here. Um, and one of the friends had, uh, drove his his dad's um, uh, golf cart to the to the the basketball um, court, 
after they were done playing, his friend discovered, wait a minute, um, the golf cart won't start. So, you know, I, how am I going to get it back home to my dad? So they decide to push the golf cart along the street to, to, to his, their friend's home. Um, all of a sudden, they see a bunch of police lights, uh, police cars behind them. And, uh, and you know, police uh, come out of the cars. Um, uh, you know, um, one of the kids said that they actually saw uh, police took his gun out of the holster. And, um, and, and they said, no, you know, where are you going with that golf cart? Somebody reported that you stole the golf cart. And, uh, and, and, and so they said, you know, of course, said, no, 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 you know, this is my, you know, my dad's golf cart. And they said, you know, all right, call your dad. So he had to call his dad. His dad had to come down and come there, meet up with them. Fortunately, his dad was home and verify this is his golf cart. They didn't steal a golf cart, the kind of thing. They, they, you know, in the meanwhile, they were on the ground. They made them go, get on the ground, you know, that kind of, you know, the whole 10 yards, what they do in those situations. So they, uh, fortunately, uh, the young man's dad was at home. He came, you know, squared everything away, proved this is my golf cart, et cetera. So it ended well. But it made me think this could have ended badly. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah, this could have ended badly. Most likely it was because of the color of their skin. They were all of color. Yeah. And let, let me, interesting, you said that. And you and I, we're from the Caribbean. Okay. Let me you about this experience. I only discovered I am black when I came to America. I, <laughs> I mean, that sounds funny and silly, but I'm serious. I only experienced being profiled. Uh, you know, people fall. I remember I, I lived in this all white apartment complex when I was in Berkeley, California. You think Berkeley, this is the, this is the pinnacle of liberalness, of equality, you know? And the maintenance guy, I was going to my apartment, he pulled over and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? What do you want? You know? And um, so it, it, it only, only here I experienced that. And, um, and, it's, but, and it's a reality, it's a reality. And when I speak to, when I speak to um, white individuals and I share stories like this, I said, look, this is not for your guilt. This is not for you to feel guilty for something you did not do, but you need to be aware that skin color does contribute to how minorities are treated. That is just a reality. That's not a media hype. It's not a made-up stuff, not a made-up thing. Um, I got you. I got your passion. Wow. Miss Norma, I cannot say thank you enough for the time you have taken and, um, to do this recording and just for blessing our audience um, and for bringing Amos alive. Folks, next episode, we're going to dive into the book of Hosea. And you all know the, the story with Hosea. Um, we're going to dive into the book of Jonah. And you all know the story of Jonah, but I'm going to do something different in Jonah. Um, the, the theme would be the preferred practice. And what I'm asking in the book of Jonah, this is some theological um, fancy footwork we're going to be doing in the book of Jonah. I'm asking in the book of Jonah, what should have happened? Not necessarily what happened. So, so I, I, I want some... I want you to use your creative imagination and go through the book of Jonah and keep asking yourself, okay, so he did this, 
Um, and this is what happened. But what should have happened? If Jonah had been obedient, what would have happened? So, you know, I'm excited about it. Come dive in with us. We're gonna have some, some creative people share from the book of Jonah. And again, lock in with us every Sunday evening, everybody. Yes, thank you again to all our viewers for joining in and please share this with your family and friends. You know, you can view it anytime since it's recorded. Thank you, Norma. It's been a pleasure having you on. And I would just like if you could close for prayer with us, please. Absolutely. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for being our God and uh, being always being here for us. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are a God of justice and that you've shown us what you require of us. We just ask and pray, Lord, that you continue to be with us, that you enrich our understanding of what you ask of us, Lord, and that we continue to uh, continue to pray for the Holy Spirit and dwelling of the Holy Spirit to help us do what you've called us to do. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.